Well, today is the Feast of the Holy Family. And years ago, one of our priests, Father Kevin Johnson, told us a family story. Two kids begged their mom for a hamster. She said, no, you all would never take care of it. And I'd be the one left feeding it and cleaning its cage. They bugged and pleaded, promising that they'd care for it. She finally relented and they got the hamster. They named it Danny. A few weeks went by and they faithfully cared for Danny's needs. But after a few months, they slacked off and seemed to forget about Danny. One day when they returned from school, the mother said, we're going to have to get rid of Danny. He's making a mess and no one cleans up after him. The kids seemed undisturbed. When they saw her carrying out Danny's cage, they were alarmed. They cried, Danny? Not Danny, we thought you said Daddy. Like most funny stories, this is funny because it's so often true. Maybe you know families like this, or maybe even a little like your own family. The reading from Sirach this morning, though, holds up a different way to see family life. God sets a father in honor over his children, a mother's authority he confirms over her sons. And that's more like what the Holy Family holds up as an example for us. St. Joseph, the protector of Jesus and Mary and the protector of the church, is what all of us who are men, fathers or not, should strive to be, faithful and dependable, not the butt of a joke. Each of us has a place in a family of some kind, maybe the family we were born into, maybe the family we were adopted into, maybe the family we married into, and maybe the family of the church, the sisters and brothers of Jesus, and sons and daughters of Mary, our mother. The church offers us this celebration of the Holy Family, this feast of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph each year right after Christmas. What are we to learn from this feast? What is it that the church hopes we will do with whatever it is that we learn? Maybe, maybe we can learn a little better how to live together as family in peace and in love and with respect for each other. In Luke's gospel, Jesus is asked, who is my neighbor? I think that we also have to ask the question, who is my family? Most of us probably think of the immediate family, the ones we live with. Some of us may think of the family we would just as soon not be with. And this time of year is a cause for anxiety for many people who struggle to get through the holidays alone, or at least think that they're alone. My wife comes from a family that I would describe as Southern gentility. I come from a family of Irish and English who weren't very genteel. When she would visit my home and see my brothers, truck drivers, salesmen, a little rough around the edges, 
and one cousin who was a lawyer arguing. She couldn't believe her ears. But families, the people's, the people, something's going on here. The people who share parentage can be messy at times and hard for someone else to understand, just like all of us here today. But love doesn't depend on understanding so much as accepting. When our kids were little, our bedtime prayer included praying for mommy and daddy, granny and grandpa, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins and friends. Our friends were included in that prayer because in a very real sense, they are our family too. I grew up with a few aunts and uncles who weren't really my aunts or uncles at all. Probably some of you had the same. Some of them are actually related to me. Maybe an older cousin. But since she was my mother's cousin and the same age as my mother, she became Aunt Emily. Aunt Emily was my godmother. And Jesus grew up in a small town and surely had relatives around him. Maybe Saints Joachim and Anne, Mary's parents, Jesus' grandparents. Maybe they lived nearby. And he probably had some Aunt Emilies of his own who watched him grow up and helped Mary and Joseph to guide him. That may be who they thought he was with as they left Jerusalem going home and then discovered he wasn't with them at all. None of us live in a vacuum and the Holy Family didn't either. You're here in this church building with lots of other people around you and I suggest that they're your family too. Of course, we don't look alike. We come in different colors different shapes and sizes, we speak different languages, we eat different foods, and we probably call granny and grandpa by different names. But if we are here in this church, don't see each other as brothers and sisters in the same family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, then we're missing something very important. If you're old enough to remember Y2K, now if you're 25 or younger, probably doesn't register. But that was the turn of the 20th century into the 21st century. The world was concerned about what would happen when the computers all got tangled up. Maybe the lights would go off. But there were, we were concerned about what the computers were gonna do when they didn't know what century we were in. And the electric grid would shut down. And the airplanes wouldn't fly and everything would go wrong and we'd be in a big mess. That New Year's Eve, we gathered right here in this church building and had a midnight mass. I remember hearing all the fireworks exploding outside as people were going on as they usually do on New Year's Eve. But I also remember the peace and serenity inside here. Some of you may have been there. But I also remember looking around and seeing a few people that just annoyed me or rubbed me the wrong way. But in an instant, I realized what I just said to you. They were my family. And there was no place that I would rather be than right here 
with them in this church celebrating the Eucharist. So what does it mean to be holy? What might a holy family look like? One dictionary definition is devoted entirely to God or the work of God. That's great. But the Hebrew understanding of the word was more like to be set apart for a specific purpose, to be different. My church family on that night might have been as holy as we could be. We were set apart for a specific purpose, certainly different on that New Year's Eve night. So as even the young people know, nothing much happened as a result of Y2K and we went on pretty much as usual. But I learned and remembered a lesson about family. None of us is Jesus, Mary, or Joseph, but we can all be more like the holy family we celebrate today. If we really listen and live out what we hear in the scriptures in today's readings, it's not very complicated and within reach of all of us. Paul tells us, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. Paul calls the Colossians chosen ones, holy and beloved. And that's what we can be too. All of us, no matter what kind of family we're born into, can be more like a true holy family.